Hi, and welcome back to Mingus on Tech. I'm Ken Mingus, Executive Editor at Computer World. I'm here with Lucas Murian, our senior writer. We're going to be talking about blockchain and how it's going to revolutionize maybe everything. Stick around. All right, welcome back. So, Lucas, you've been writing a lot about blockchain this year, and it's getting a lot of attention, uh, especially even in the last week or so, as uh, lots of cryptocurrency, uh, I don't know, there seems to be a rush to it, and everybody's saying, okay, what is cryptocurrency? How did it get started? And blockchain sort of underpins. That's how blockchain really got its start, right? Right. It's a it's a peer-to-peer network technology. Uh, it's a write-once-append-many uh, database for lack of a better word, um, that is open and distributed and is unlimited in the way it can grow. Okay. that's And that's what I wanted to try to figure out is to maybe give people uh, an idea because I think uh, I was actually speaking at a a class over at uh, BU yesterday and one of the students there asked me about cryptocurrencies and blockchain. So Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, it's, it's obviously getting a lot of buzz. All right, so blockchain is a, I think the, the definition is distributed ledger technology. Yep that basically can be used by a variety of industries, but seems to have been taken up first uh, in, in fintech, financial services, right? Right. And in particular, uh, I mean, other than cryptocurrencies, which we're hearing a lot about, like Bitcoin, like uh, Ether uh, from Ethereum, uh, it's, it's good for uh, cross-border transactions because uh, it, there's a gray area where regulators can't touch it and you, you so you can have users from across multiple nations across multiple borders uh, that can use this network in order to exchange currency and a lot of um, banks are coming together to create blockchains for just that purpose especially for fall, small money transfers yeah, like mobile payments right? right mobile payments would be a good use because well, I think one of the uh, the stories you wrote about was this effort to sort of put together a blockchain system for mobile payments, I think it was in the uh, around the in the south in the Pacific. Yeah, or? it was South Pacific because most of the payments are under a hundred dollars. They do it at, like the the small convenience stores, check cashing places, that sort of thing. Uh, and uh, there there would have been a lot of fees associated with that. And this bank was able to work with IBM to uh, use their cloud service to construct a blockchain in order to um, create this electronic transfer network. Yeah, and, and it's also, too, interesting, uh, another one of the stories that you've written uh, involves Maersk, I think, that, that yeah, the, the, yeah. Shi- the shipping uh, company, that has found a way to sort of take blockchain and integrate it with its its uh, supply chain, right? Uh, not supply, but shipping, cargo, shipping. yeah. Shipping. So, so tracking shipments across, because you have one uh, container ship going to multiple countries, and believe it or not, like sort of the healthcare industry, which is still stuck on the fax machine in many cases, uh, it was very much paper-based. Yeah. So you would literally have a piece of paper at uh, each port, and you'd have to sign off multiple signatures for the cargo, you know, inspections, taxes, checking, you know, to ensure the shipment's correct. Uh, it was a lengthy process. It was costly. Um, this is an open ledger that everyone can share at the same time so that you know exactly when a shipment has arrived, uh, that it's been inspected, uh, that it's been delivered, and all the parties involved know it. Isn't that one of the points about blockchain is that what makes it so unique is that 
everybody on the blockchain can can see in, in, in pretty much real time what's going on, whether it's a financial transaction, whether it's shipping around the world, whether I, it, there's also some talk around healthcare about being able to do this with like patient records. Or? Yeah, it's they're still testing this out. One of the problems, so it's a, a cursing, it's a plus and a curse. Yeah. Uh, so it's open, but it's also open so that everybody can see the information in it. So it's great that it's open. You can see all the information, but at the same time, you can see all the information. So if it's healthcare records, everybody on that blockchain can see everybody else's healthcare information. Right. Uh, there are a number of groups that are working on you know, ways to kind of create sub uh, 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 networks so that you can um, define who can see a particular record, but that's not something that's available right now. Okay, so this, this is a situation where there may be interest in the healthcare industry, but the transparency that, that is considered a blockchain plus might not be a plus. Yeah, right now it's, it's a, actually a deterrent to using it, but uh, they are working on methods to restrict who can see what. Um, much in the same way. So there are open blockchains, public blockchains, and there are private or permissioned blockchains. So, for instance, if you were exchanging healthcare records, you wouldn't be doing this on a Bitcoin-like right. open. So everybody ledger. can see your your records. So everybody in the world. Can no, see we don't want records. that. I can see why that would not be good. <laughs> so they they aren't. One of the pluses of blockchain is that it doesn't need to be centrally administered, but it can be. So you can have a permissioned blockchain or a private blockchain between. Uh, let's say, uh, within a hospital group yep. or between companies or within a company's four walls uh, just for certain particular users that have to attain a permission to use it. Is there any limit to the size that a blockchain can, can be? Can there, it get- there isn't. And it doesn't use that much compute power. It was a question. We did a uh, webinar uh, last week, and one of the questions was, you know, there's a concern that it could grow too large and that it would eat up too much CPU. Mm-hmm. Uh, capacity, and that's just not the case. It, it eats a very tiny amount of CPU capacity, and it's distributed across many, many nodes. Uh, each one of those nodes timestamps an entry, which is part of the wonderful thing about. Well, it. I was going to say that's that's one of the things that's considered so uh, important about blockchain is that you you know we, we you you wrote about it last week about yeah. this underpinning a new trust economy right. because it's you know it's transparent, verifiable, time-stamped, and, you know, it can't be modified, right? Once a chain is added to the blockchain, it just, it's there for everybody to see, inspect, and do whatever. Once a a new set of transactions uh, is entered and approved, it's automatically linked to the previous set of transactions that block, and that's why it's called a blockchain, it's linked to the previous uh, set of transactions, cannot be changed, it's immutable, and each one contains its own hash. Okay, so that way you can, you know, one of the things you've written about is the is the possibility for smart contracts, yeah, uh, or even something like uh, I could see this in in real estate where you might have multiple parties in different places. Somebody's buying a house or buying property, and you need to track this transaction through the lawyers, through the financial people, through the the buyers and the sellers. Right. And and is that one of is that one of the the ways this is being envisioned uh, as being used? Now it is being used. I, I, I wrote here shelter zoom. Uh, and this new company has just created a blockchain for buying and selling real estate online. So, uh, yeah, it, it, you can uh, – it's a settlement and clearance type system where you can put property in the blockchain for sale and the deal can be completed between all the parties in that blockchain. Okay. And they can all see the process as it goes Open, from start yeah. to finish. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, one of the things, at least early on, there was a lot of talk that uh, blockchain, because of the nature and the way it's built and ha- the fact that everybody has uh, visibility into each link, if you will, um, that it would be sort of inherently secure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that you know there are there are some issues because first of all, there's no real oversight in how these things are being built. It's sort right. of like a wild west, right? Yeah, right now it is. It's very much a wild west. It's the architecture of the blockchain itself is um, innately secure. Okay. However, there is software, application specific software, used on top of it uh, in order to create it for a specific market like real estate or cross-border transactions and that software can have uh you know security holes and in fact you've seen you've had instances where entire cryptocurrency chains have been uh hacked and uh that the money has been frozen i mean millions of uh, dollars in cryptocurrency has been frozen out so as soon as the for, for example if you lose your hash algorithm yep you can no longer access the funds tied to that cryptocurrency. How do you get it back, do you know? Uh, right now, there really isn't a system getting okay, it Okay, so you don't it's, want You're to. locked out. Okay, so yeah. you're locked out, and if it, if it involves a lot of money, then you, you, you might be out that money? Yeah, you could very well be out that money. I think that there, there may be ways, I, I've not read about them, but there may right. be ways of verifying who you are and then you know, giving, but you can't really be given a new hash. That's the thing. It's right. tied to that specific hash algor- algorithm. Okay, so even though it, it has a lot of promise in a variety of industries and is itself secure, the software that runs on top of it or would be used with it may not be secure. Right. And there are concerns. I mean, this is a similar, you know, if you've got a, a password on your computer that you absolutely have to have to get into it and you lose the password, you may have problems. It's a good analogy. That's exactly the problem. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. And, and any thoughts on, on where it goes from here? I mean, it just seems to be popping up in a variety of places, but I can't quite tell what the direction is in terms of where blockchain will be in you know, a couple of years maybe. Virtually every expert that I've talked to has compared blockchain to the the importance of the internet itself to uh, open software, so Linux, and the same kind of development path. So back in the 1990s, Linux had a lot of you know promise, yeah. uh, but people didn't really see how big it was it was could eventually be. In the same way, blockchain may take years to meet its potential. It could take decades yeah. at this point. Right now, there's a lot of fervor around it. Uh, one investment um, uh, um, expert that I talked to said he's all in on Bitcoin. He just believes this is going to continue to grow. Um, but there's, there's also a lot of weariness about him. When something's over $17,000 for a single Bitcoin yeah. and continues to grow in leaps and bounds, it feels like a bubble. Yeah, that to me, uh, when, you know, when you talk about it, I mean, obviously one of the reasons I wanted to ask you about blockchain is because of what's going on with cryptocurrency right yeah. now. And there does seem to be this sort of mad dash gold rush into Bitcoin at the moment with not a lot of people, I think, understanding you know, where their money is going, how it might be tied up, and what they might lose. Right. Uh, that's, that's Bitcoin or cryptocurrency mm-hmm. more so than blockchain. Blockchain yeah. is what enables that whole system to work. Exactly. Um, but it is interesting that uh, you know there are experts who see it as disruptive as the internet, mm-hmm. depending on how you know on, on who develops blockchains, whether these blockchains can be shared or sold. I know IBM has been working on on, on trying to develop some. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, all right, so big technology, mm-hmm. 
lots of uses, a lot of people experimenting with it yeah. across a variety of industries. Absolutely. And uh, potentially disruptive, but too soon to say exactly how. Yeah, I think what I, what I like about blockchain when I first started investigating it, it is the interest in it is very much organic. Yeah. And what I mean by that is when I talked to vendors and their customers, what I was hearing is our cust- the vendors would say, our customers are, are pinging us about this. They want to know how they can use it. What is it? How we can we use it? Yeah. And so these vendors, even folks like EMC, who I didn't know, I talked to an executive, they said, what the heck are you doing yeah. with blockchain? They said, well, everybody keeps asking us, how, tell me what this is and how I can use it. And how can it reduce my administrative overhead? And so they've gotten involved in it as well for that purpose. Um, the, same thing, the same thing goes with IBM and other the large vendors out there. They're trying to help their customers understand this and actually create a cloud where they can dip their toes in blockchain without uh, taking the risk of developing their own blockchain infrastructures. Okay. So it's going to be disruptive, maybe. Mm. Uh, It's definitely uh, being experimented with in a variety of places. And so I'm sure we'll be hearing more about it over the next couple of years. We'll have to revisit uh, in in six months or a year and see where we are. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, great. Uh, Lucas, thanks a lot for the info on blockchain. For now, on blockchain at least, that's a wrap.